0: Thanks for listening to the Mentors for Military podcast. Our goal each week is to bring you amazing content and guests. Support our podcast by visiting our Patreon site at www.patreon.com forward slash mentors, the number four M-I-L, to pick a tier that is right for you or donate any amount you like. It's that easy. You may even pick up some cool swag or have an opportunity to help us co-host an episode. Help us bring you an awesome episode each week by visiting patreon.com forward slash mentors for mill today. This podcast is sponsored by Uncan, trusted natural solutions. Uncana is a leading voice of advocacy for CBD in the veteran, LEO, and federal communities. Veteran-owned and operated, the Uncana team is actively fighting for DOD access to CBD with political pressure, community support, and a simple message: Hashtag #OptNatural. Uncana is vertically integrated with industry leaders from seed to sell, supplying premium, small-batch products to America's best. Use code Mentors the number 4 MIL at checkout at uncana.com to receive your amazing discount. Read the Mentors for Military disclaimer at mentorsformilitary.com slash disclaimer. This is the Mentors for Military podcast. Not a lot of people get a chance to talk to folks within your industry and what they're doing, and you know, and how how the industry actually views the veteran community and the veteran space, and um, you know, some of the efforts and things that are going on out there. So this is one of those things I think that's dear and near to each of our hearts because you know, tra- uh, traumatic brain injury and post traumatic stress is something that. Um, we're seeing a lot more of just based on the concussions and the amount of IEDs and stuff that are involved um, in the combat or was especially we're involved. So, you know, we're seeing a lot more. Um, we'll probably likely see a lot of cases that will even bubble up later on from individuals who didn't know that they were going to have secondary effects that sure. later on will start having problems that will be recognized. No, that was you had a traumatic brain injury 10 years ago you know and they didn't put the two together
1: or you know i i I mean i also feel like there's a lot of uh soldiers that are veterans and and maybe in denial or uh just not something that i mention often is that um you know i have a i have a couple buddies that that are former cad guys and that and uh and they're very involved in uh encouraging soldier veterans that are injured to come forward, uh, and, in in and, and not worry about that stigma that might be attached to asking for help. And, yep. and, and it coming across as a show of weakness because it's not right. So, um, they're trying to alleviate that, I think that's a big the big one, but uh, but yeah, right with you, man,
0: yeah, and I mean, Joshua, you know of this well, and so does Nikki. I mean, we see it all the time within uh, the veteran community of you know it used to be back in the day if you if you had an ailment, a physical ailment, you went on sick call, you're starting to show a weakness, if you go and get a profile, whether it's temporary or whatever, it was seen as a major weakness now. It's you were judged by the
2: thickness of your medical record. Are we yeah. doing the yeah. Show? <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Is this the show? Yeah, this is I it.
2: started. Okay. No. I thought <laughs>
1: <laughs> this was the pre-show uh, conversation. Okay. it was so All good. Right. I just
0: went ahead and started taping. <laughs> but this, this is actually what our show is like. So each week when we get together, we're a conversation. We're not so much of a Q&A, Mac. So we just let it roll. And um, so that's, that's kind of what we want to do with you. But I want to go back because what was it that originally got you started into, um, you know, the veteran space and everything, especially in the filmmaking side? Because you've done several of these types of shows now.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, I would have to go back to, uh, private Ryan, which was, which was my second big job in Los Angeles. And, you know, at the time, uh, I was in my twenties. Uh, I was, uh, a young guy out of art school in New York city with, uh, you know, an, an outrageous debt to the university, and uh, just trying to figure out ways to pay it off. What happened in doing that film is that you know I was sort of thrown into this position where you know you're you, it's, you're 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 retelling uh, a, an event in history, and you're part of uh, a movie with so much importance and and so much weight behind it, and so many people. Uh, looking forward to kind of, you know, seeing it. So there, there, w- there was a responsibility to get it right. I'm talking about veterans now, right. you know, uh, the, and and so when we had this, this uh, massive premiere and they invited, you know, this, uh, all these guys that at the time were in their eighties and nineties, you know, all veterans of that war uh, to watch them uh, react to what was on screen was really impactful. And, um, you know what I love about that film is that uh, it forced a conversation. You know, amongst that community or, or the veterans of that of that war, uh, that were largely sitting on their experiences, and and the conversation is the first step in the healing of those emotional injuries or what, what, whatever they are. So it, it suddenly occurred to me that film. Uh, could be a very powerful tool, uh, in the healing of you know the the soldiers that are not hardwired for this kind of experience. So, um, look, man, I you know, it was at that point that I uh developed an interest in our military, I started to, to make friends in the military, uh, you know. I developed a a political opinion. I developed an appreciation for what our military does for this country. Uh, I suddenly recognized freedom mm-hmm. that we enjoy here that, as a kid, was taken for granted and then you know, within my profession, it led to me playing all these other soldiers. So I think suddenly, you know when Steven Spielberg goes. He can do that. He can play a soldier. He's our guy, right? So now everybody jumps on board. And next thing I know, uh, I'm not really doing any jobs in Hollywood without an M4. So, uh, you know, and, 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 and I love it, man. And, and, you know, with that, you know, I, I just like I, my fan base. I was just at shot show. And it was so cool because my fans are so appreciative of the work that I put in to these roles, be it, you know, anywhere from, you know, just the mindset to the tactical work, to the weapons work, to the, I, 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 I'm obsessive about it and I love it. And, you know, and, and so I've got this really loyal following of uh, either, you know, military, former military or, or, or pro-military, uh, you know, men and women. And, and uh, hey, it's, it's worked out. And and now I'm involved in these charities. So, you know, it just keeps growing and growing and growing. But to answer your question, and sorry, I ramble. So oh, just this, shut is, me- this is great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Private Ryan had, was uh, was a pivotal moment in uh who I've become today.
0: What a touching film. I mean, what a powerful film as well. I mean, when that thing came out and I watched it, it was a film like no other in terms of combat. Uh, There was no one's ever captured the realism, the way that movie had been, you know, had portrayed it and stuff. And I think, um, you know, Josh, you you would agree with this, that it, it was one of those things that I think a lot of veterans weren't able to watch because of the realism as well.
3: Yeah, it was, you know, that just that opening scene uh, of, of them landing, um, that, the sounds, the, you know, every, everything being loud and everything going silent, um, you know, the whiz, the pops, like that, that is actually, you know, that is what it sounds like. And it was, it was truly amazing what they did, you know, there um you know with the movie and just recreate being able to recreate that to the point to you know we went and saw it in a theater when it first came out and there were absolutely guys who got up you know they got up and walked out um you know came back a little later because they just couldn't do it
1: no um, so they couldn't deal with it yeah,
3: yeah it was it, it was that realistic it, it, you got did an absolutely tremendous job recreating that
1: oh uh, man i you know when during that sequence uh you know i looked over and i mean just tears ever. It it was,
3: Hmm.
1: yeah, heavy. And, and, uh, you know, I, I, you know, I think this is a very self-centered business that I'm in. There's a, there's a lot of ego in, in, in Hollywood. There's a lot of like people that are, you know, in it for themselves or just kind of in it for fame or, you know, in, you know, the reality is that like, you know to 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 make a fortune in this business and you know, become famous is go to Vegas. You better ride to Vegas, okay. you know and say, yeah. so, but, but to see like how uh, it affected the you know those veterans was yeah, well,
0: and and still the day I know individuals that I've asked, have you seen private Ryan? they're like, "No, man, I can't do it. I can't go watch that that movie. So that's that's that, to me um is almost the tip of the hat as well uh by a veteran to state hey listen at least you know it you got it right you 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 know you're you're trying to let the audience know and there's not a whole lot of i mean the news media is not there even like they were back in the day covering what's going on on the ground you know boots on the ground type of thing so when movies get it right you know, that's that's very powerful. Um, people get a, a real experience that, hey, there is a war going on over there right now. That's very similar to what I just watched, even though that this was 50, 60 years ago in private yeah. Orion, Ryan, you know what we're experiencing today. Well, I guess it's more like 80 years now. So it's, it, you know, what we did today are doing today is so powerful. And that message needs to be heard and understood. So um, and I can't imagine how it did not affect somebody there. That was going through those experiences, even as an actor. I, mean, yeah. I, I can only imagine. you know
1: it's it's I, you, you said um, J- Josh right? You you said uh, that some people couldn't watch it yet. You know, it's I, I get messages about my film from from people that are watching it in increments, or you know, are can't quite get. I, I, I mean, and intentionally, I put in a comedic through line that you know, hopefully was you know enough of a distraction that you know it didn't take away from the message but it it made the movie digestible or it made you know but there's there's so many I think what people don't realize also was that is how many uh people are affected by uh someone going to war you know I mean like for instance um you know, when I did 13 hours, uh, we had the premiere at, at AT&T stadium. There were 60,000 people there. And, uh, and I went up to, to go to the restroom and I walked through the bar to get to the restroom. And, and, uh, the wives were in the bar and I was like, what, what are you, what are you doing? I mean, this is the wives of the, from, of the survivors. I was like, aren't you guys going to watch the movie? And we can't, they said, we can't, we can't relive it. So there's, there's a, there's a, an entirely different battle that's going on at home mm-hmm. that the women are fighting, not even not to mention the kids. I mean, so yeah, secondary post-traumatic stress. Yeah. A hundred percent. And there's so many, uh, you know, look, I mean, where do you, where do you start? You know, it's, uh, but, th- but definitely, uh, that needs to be recognized and the women, uh, need to be, uh, applauded, you know, yeah,
0: I think when you have a, a spouse that goes through not just an, a person being deployed but a person coming and returning home that's very different um, that you can't, you know, you're having a hard time communicating with, you're ha- having a hard time, you know, reestablishing that relationship that you had that you actually thought was going to be joyous when they come back home and it's not. Um, it's, a, it's a challenge for the spouse. It's a challenge for the family. There are trigger moments that come up, you know, and things that will all of a sudden spark. Um, you know rage or anger or a reaction that's not positive and so um, it's learning how to re-communicate reconnect and all those types of things
1: yeah one of the, the the things that sort of inspired me to make sergeant will gardner was was while we while i was filming uh the unit i went to uh the middle east a couple times and i'm and and i know i've if you've heard, if I apologize for anybody out there that's heard this story because, but I, but I tell it because this is truly what, what, uh, you know, forced me into the space. But I met this army ranger and, uh, he we, he came up to me on a tarmac and he was like oh shit you're from that show the unit and i said yeah and he was like dude it's my i can't even believe you're here and what, you know what is happening right now and like and so uh, we became buddies and you know i stayed in contact with him while he was in combat uh, you know but this guy i mean and, and you know let me preface 2230 big boy like not the guy that that you you know is gonna mope and you know not a complainer not a you know so he he uh started voicing these concerns while he was in combat to me by email and he was saying that he was having, you know, uh, problems, sleep deprivation, uh, you know, anger issues, uh, you know, uh, all things that were kind of symptomatic of traumatic brain injuries. He had survived an IED. Later, he survived another IED. He was the only survivor of that one. Uh, and, and, and returned home with significant uh, brain tissue injuries. When he got home, lost his wife, right? Oh, my God. Started fighting because he didn't know how to cope. So jumped in the cage, started fighting, then fell homeless. I mean, it was like one of these things that could not get his benefits, fought to get his benefits. Couldn't. It took him, I want to say, eight years to get his full, I think they gave him 60%. It was something ridiculous. So... Not to VA bash, but I mean, I know a lot of people that have a great experience with the VA, but I know a lot that don't. Um, But he had, so he had. uh, (laughs) You're not
0: gonna, yeah, you're not gonna get any arguments here. (laughs) No, not at all. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Don't give me arguments. So he, uh, anyway, um, you know, but he, he was, he had, he had, uh, he, he, he's the, he was the classic uh, case of just a downward spiral, and and could not get his life, pick his life and pick himself back up. And I kept trying to say, I kept saying, Hey, listen, you know, I have a charity that works with veterans with TBI and PTSD, uh, that will fly you out. They will come get you. They will fly you out to South Dakota. They will put you up. They will take care. And he wouldn't do it. So possibly because of that stigma that I was talking about, um, That's what inspired me because I, you know, I looked back at Private Ryan. I went, you know what, man, I can I can write a movie that shows somebody suffering from these ailments, but a hero, somebody that remains a hero throughout the film, somebody that inspires somebody that heals and inspires healing in other veterans. So not two hours of watching somebody suffer, right. but two hours of watching somebody get their shit together and heal themselves and then go out and help their other teammates. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, 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 in and, and, and to me, that was more valuable than tell, you know, telling a story about somebody that is just a basket case and, you know, a lost cause. So it's, 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 uh, I think that I know my movie has been successful in that regard. And then additionally, I was like, you know what, I'm saving. Initially, I wanted to save 50%. It was impossible. But I held on to 30% of this film to give to charities that support our veterans. First time ever in Hollywood. They've never given a movie to charity. So this is this is a big step forward. Another complaint I have about Hollywood is that, you know, and I, I'm not like, but it's like, come on, guys. Like when there's a natural disaster, everybody rallies. You know what I mean? Everybody, yeah. we have fundraisers. You know, U2 comes out. <laughs> all the stars come out you know jessica simpson performs they all you know but what what are we doing for veterans there's 300,000 plus cases diagnosed combat related tbi cases out there that you know there's 60,000 homeless veterans on the streets of america yep you know
2: yeah i think definitely in the minority uh, in
1: your community with that. Oh, 100 <laughs> I,
2: mean,
1: I mean, it's like me Understood. and Gary Sinise, and that's it. No, but it's, it's, uh and I mean, I put this statistic at the end of my movie, but in 2000, and, and I think 15, there was an inspector general's report that stated that over 300,000 veterans died awaiting pending health care claims. Mm hmm. So, uh, you know, not only am I trying to inspire veterans with this movie, but I'm also trying to inspire everybody else to recognize that, you know, the kids that we're recruiting from strip malls, you know, and promising the world that are are on our front lines fighting for your freedom, you know, need red carpet health care and reception when they get home. Yeah. You know, so come on.
2: I think you you did a really great job with putting, like you said, you put the human in that character and you didn't make it all about, you know, like, poor me and I'm suffering and he's just a total mess. I mean, he was a very human character, you know, just like any of us. And it was very relatable to watch, you know, which somebody who was coming back and struggling with that transition, you know, integrating back into society. I mean, I think we've all felt that at some point, you know, those of us who've deployed. So I think it was a great job. I love the movie.
1: Thank you. Yeah. I mean, you know, look, one of the things that I wanted to communicate is that, you know, like this guy, you know, under the underpass holding up, a, you know, please help me sign. I'm a veteran with very little assistance, you know, is capable of being a father, you know is capable of being a partner, is capable of employment, is capable of living a rich and fulfilled life like you and I with a little push. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean these are these are guys that just it's like I mean imagine couple I mean you know you guys have deployed. So imagine coming back, you know from combat with with a brain injury and trying to navigate, of an archaic va system that you know is is prohibitive you know i mean it's like you can't even you know i know guys that like it's the, they just give up because they can't figure it out you know so i mean you you're doing that with injuries you know you're making it twice twice as hard you know so
0: josh i think you're you're probably experiencing a lot of this right now with uh Josh is uh, going through separation and transitioning out of the military, going through the VA process, the whole bit.
3: Yeah, you know, it, you know, for years and I'm actually talk about, you know, that that stigma, you know, that comes along with, you know, asking for help, you know, and we've all experienced, you know, a, 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 when I came when I joined the Army 22 years ago, it was like you did not go to call. You know, you did not go see the doctor unless there was a bone poking out of your skin and you were yeah. bleeding. That was it. Yeah. Like, yeah. if you <laughs> yeah. if you didn't feel good, if you you know if your knee hurt, your shoulder hurt, whatever, you, know, you better rub some dirt on it and you better yeah. keep moving because that's <laughs> that was that, that's what they expected of you. You don't want to be that guy, yep. right? You know, um, who was always where's you know where's Josh at? Oh, he's always at the doctor, you know, because he's got the sniffles, you know. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, fast forward twenty two years later. And, you know, when I decide to make that decision to retire and I go in and see the doctor and I'm like, Hey, by the way, like, these are all the things that hurt on me. And these are all the things that I think I have wrong. And the doctor's like, bro, where have you been for the last 22 years? What have you been doing? <laughs> you know, it's like, well, there was always, you know, there's always a deployment coming up. There's a school coming up, you know, I got to do yeah. this and I can't, I don't have time to go be laid up, you know, for six weeks to get surgery. You know, I'll just go, you know, I'll go run the marathon with a torn labor like not a problem. Like I'll just, you know, I'll, I'll just deal with it. And so. It's that has been, you know, that and then it, absolutely, you know, navigating that, that medical system, you know, at this point, there's a lot of good VA, you know, hospitals. There's a lot yeah, of yeah, yeah, doctors, yeah. and there's a lot of terrible ones. There are a lot of right. absolute ones that should be fired and probably put in jail, right. um, you know, for certain things. They. Some people, they make it so hard and so difficult that unless you have done that for, you know, 10, 15, 20 years and you know how the system works, they make it virtually, you know nearly impossible for somebody to walk in and just try and navigate it on their own. Yep. It's it's absolutely insane.
1: You know, can I, I, I do want to say this, though. Like I, I just went to uh, Balboa Naval Hospital <laughs> and I went to the medical facility. That's and, where I work. <laughs> is, that, is that right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, what a, what a great facility. So I was going to plug it and just it's say, hey, you know, <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, the, the truly, uh, spoke to the doctors, spoke to the patients, went into the mental health, you know, area, which it's funny. It's like, you forget that, you know, that, that even exists. There was a whole, so, you know, it, it, I was so impressed and, and, you know, and I know, um, just in talking to to you know Gary Sinise, who's a is a really good buddy of mine, and you know i like to I liken him to a a mentor, you know in this in this kind of charitable world. But the uh, you know I, I know they're trying to improve the VA system, and 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 uh, you know, but until it's there, until it's really uh, easy and accessible, and and you know. Uh, available to everyone um, without struggle. There's so many incredible organizations and foundations out there that are picking up where the VA is, is uh, you know, is falling short. And uh, three of them, if I may.
0: Yeah, go ahead.
1: Sure. Are the three that I'm supporting. So uh, Gary Sinise's foundation is, hands down ju- stellar and and uh you know i mean they do everything from entertain through his band to build homes for for veterans with disabilities to outfit homes you know for veterans with disabilities to take he took like a thousand gold star wives moms to disneyland and you know just they're always doing something uh for the veteran community if,
0: uh if people haven't heard of gary sinise they um, have been living under a rock under i mean rock yeah.
2: <laughs> i'm pretty sure everybody yeah. knows. <laughs> in the veteran uh, community
0: he is like uh the savior yeah. he is, he's he's <laughs> like a huge yeah uh,
1: it's amazing and and uh Warrior's heart, uh, out of Bandera, Texas is a buddy of mine. his, it's his, um, he started that and, and, uh, they are treating veterans, but they're also true, which I love also treating law enforcement officers, Mm -hmm. uh, suffering from chemical and or, uh, alcohol dependencies. Uh, that's the prerequisite to get into the program. And then once you're in, they treat TBI and PTS, uh, And Higher Ground USA is the third. They're out of Sun Valley, Idaho. Uh, They use recreational therapy to assist veterans. And they also have offices in L.A. and New York that are tackling uh, the homeless veteran crisis on both coasts. So these are these are three organizations that are getting money and assistance to veterans that are changing the lives of veterans daily. And I, I mean, I can't tell you. How many direct messages I've gotten saying I went through this program, changed my life, gave my daughter her father back, I went through this program, you know, I was losing my wife, I was losing blah, 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 incredible stuff. So if you're looking for a... Uh, you know, a charity to support, there's three uh, for you to, uh, that, are, that are, again, well vetted.
0: Yeah, we're very familiar uh, with Warrior's Heart, of course, with Gary Eats Foundation as well, but uh, Warrior's Heart and the people that are behind that, and especially the founder, um, his brother, um, the work that they've done, amazing stuff, and uh, I appreciate you sharing, you know, all three of those charities because I, pe- people will say that they're searching for opportunities to, to get help and everything, Um, But there, like you have mentioned, a lot of charities, a lot of organizations that are trying to get the word out. They don't have the marketing budgets. They don't have the Gary Sinise behind them. They don't have, you know, that type of support. So it makes it even that much harder for them to get the, the word out about what they're doing. But um, you know, kudos to every single one of them because they're really doing amazing jobs out there. I don't, I can't think of one that's not, I mean, no matter what they're doing, as long as they're helping veterans, whether it's taking them hunting, doing them, you know, somehow they're trying to build that team, esprit de corps, you know, the camaraderie and everything that's been missed, which is part of the problems why people become very suicidal. They don't feel like they're connected any longer. You know, those types of things, all of them are trying to help in some way, shape or fashion.
1: Yeah. Warrior's heart is is uh, have you have you guys been to the facility? I mean, it's, it's I have not. No, it's, it's, on, oh, yeah. it's so beautiful. It's a five hundred acre ranch, and it, and I mean, it, it, it's resort living. And you know, and, and you go in there and you see these guys, and I mean, they're just so happy to be in, in the program and, you know, and, and to have that camaraderie and to, you know, to know that they're healing and and it's, it's really, it's an experience if you get an opportunity to, to go down there.
0: Yeah. Warrior's Heart is, uh, to me, one of the ones that's really serious. Um, it's more tailored towards, like you said, the individual, not so much the family, but really tailored towards the individual and trying to focus on some of the issues and concerns that they have.
1: Yeah. Yeah, they're doing great work. I love that you know those guys. So. Yeah,
0: yeah, most definitely. Nikki, you got a chance to watch the movie, so I want you to talk a little bit about it and what your perspective. I know you highlighted a little bit earlier about what you thought of just how it was portrayed overall, but people are gonna be listening to this and it would be really good from a third party person outside of Max to really talk about, you know, what you thought of it from especially a veteran as well.
2: Well, like I said, I mean one of the things, you know, especially with like Hollywood and movies is you know, is it cheesy or, <laughs> you know, like, like, where are you going with it? You know what I mean? Really? Um, but I really felt like this was very, I, it was really well done. I mean, it just, it was very relatable. This was a, a guy who was in the army, you know, doing his thing over there. He had his friends, lost some of his friends, lost his best friend. And that stayed with him when he tried to transition back. And again, you made him very human, you know, just, it could be anybody. It you made it to you know in the sense where it could be any one of us and he was struggling with that transition back and with you know trying to to reconnect with his son and and build that relationship and that could be any one of us and i think again we've all if you guys watch this it's you can definitely feel it like i felt it <laughs> i'm not an emotional person and i got a little emotional there
3: so <laughs> yeah
2: um you really yeah you did a great job with with being able to connect to the viewers, especially if, you know, they were in the same shoes or, you know, somewhere around that. So, you know, and again, it being, you know, he wasn't like a total mess and couldn't get his, his crap together. I mean, he he was a normal person that just was having a hard time, you know, I guess just having those relationships with the people that he loves and, and, you know, dealing with your, the TBI that he experienced and, you know, just trying to get, get by and get through life. I mean, yeah,
1: just re- reclaim his life and, yeah. you know, and, and uh, but, I, but, but also like, like you said, let go of that survivor's guilt, let go of, um, <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, it's you, when, when somebody passes that you're close with, you know, you find yourself talking to that personal, you know, you, 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 you cling to those memories, you know, and, and, uh, that can be powerful in and of itself, you know, it was just a conversation that nobody needed to be privy to other than that character, you know, and, and, um, but you know, but the, you know, it's, I wanted to make, you know, I had a lot of veterans when I was getting this movie going, you know, read the script and not a lot, but some said, you know, look, well you need to address, you know, veteran suicide. You need to do this and you need to, it needs to be darker and it needs to be this. And I was like, you know, but, but I'm, but it, then I should make a documentary, you know, like I, like right. it's still a movie and it still needs to be entertaining and it needs to be entertaining to people that aren't connected to the military also. Like, right. so, you know, it still needs to serve at, with some sort of entertainment value, but also, uh, you know, uh, an impactful social statement. So, you know, or I had a call to action be, yeah. or it could or be a- a call to action. That's, that's what it is. Yes. It, In success that's what it is Uh, well I
2: think you did a great job also being able you know if if people aren't connected to the military or have experience in the military to to under have a little bit of an understanding of what people might be going through when they come back and I think the conversations between I don't mean to give it away but between you and your best friend or the character and and your best friend you know while the best friend's not really there but (laughs) you know those conversations you were having were really powerful
1: Thank you. Yeah. I mean, those are a lot of those conversations are sort of taken from you know, uh, conversations that I had with veteran buddies, you know, or like when I, when I did this movie, uh, a lot of people on social media, which was like such a crazy tool. I mean, I, I'm late, <laughs> I'm late to the game, man, you know, but, uh, you know, it's like, I, I just sort of threw it out. Hey, I'm going to do this movie. I'm going to give the charity. And I got bombarded with, with, you know, messages and videos and, people saying, Hey, I've got TBI. Let me tell you, let me talk to you. Let me, let me tell you what my experience is, you know, and, and, and there were things that hit me, uh, so hard, uh, in these kind of video testimonials, you know, like one, you know, one buddy of mine said that, uh, you know, he, um, the first time that, uh, He saw somebody get get shot in combat. His first thought was, I'm so glad that wasn't me, Mm. you know, and which is, I mean, that's a, that's, there's so much humanity in that thought, in that line of dialogue that, you know, and, and I I can't tell you, man, I mean, I've seen this movie so many times now and, you know, every time I, I, you look in the, I, I always watch the audience You know, but when they, when, when, um, the character in the film says that you can see, you can see guys go, you know, and so I think that it's that peppered in this little independent movie is a lot of, uh, are a lot of moments that are so true to, to, to so many veterans, you know, visual moments, lines of dialogue, little things that, that I thought you know would help people it be relatable you know mm-hmm. i mean this is i didn't serve you know i wish i had i'm s- just furious with myself that i didn't but the but you know the,
0: but you're serving in a different way now and, and yeah i mean uh, no. and and, no, I, and we we totally mean that because i think that that's when i hear people say that um it that's the first thing that those of us who have served usually say is listen you know you're you have the opportunity to serve each person has an opportunity to serve in some ways what you're doing is more believe it or not than a lot of veterans do and and i mean you know i know we we try to put veterans on a pedestal but listen what you've done and bring awareness and do it in the right way because like you said you could have sent it down a very dark pattern you could have sent a message that you know, again, we don't want to be hiring people with post traumatic stress or TBI. We need to figure out ways to screen individuals so that we can basically identify them ahead of time, pre-screening, and don't allow them to come into the workplace because they're, right. we're concerned. You know, should we have a, additional security? Should we worry about them bringing weapons? You know, in the I mean, you, we don't even want those thoughts to go into people's minds because it's not, it it doesn't represent the whole body. It's a sample size, a small sample size that we may be talking about in that dark area. Um, Mm -hmm. The rest, you know, you need to talk about. These are people who are just struggling with issues that um, need further guidance, need further help. We need a rally. We need a call to action, not only Mm -hmm. from the civilian populace. We need a call to action from people like we were just talking about, who have a stigma that believe that they don't need to go get the help. Like your Mm -hmm. buddy who should have gone and got the help.
1: You know, right. Well, I also think that there's, you know, the, you know, the military could step it up too, you know. I mean, oh, yeah. there, there's. Listen, I mean, you know, Scott and I had talked about this on his podcast. You know, there when when you take a soldier from basic and you put them through specialty schools and this and that, and you train them to be a warrior, and you, you're investing in that person, right? Mm-hmm. You need to invest equally as much money in their exit strategy right so so that yes. so that these problems are that's that's how you remedy the is you, you you address it before they leave the military, or as they're leaving the military.
0: Oh, We don't do a good job of that. I mean, we talk about that all the time. We have what's called the Transition Assistance Program or Transition, uh, what is it now called? SFL, TAP. Yeah, TAP.
3: Yeah, Soldier for Life Transition Assistance Program.
0: Yeah, whatever. I mean, that that thing (laughs) is not designed to do anything to make them a soldier for life. What we did is we took a civilian and tore them down and made them a fighting machine for our benefit, but we don't take the time to unwind that to yep. help them in that same transition when they go back. Instead, they right. go through classes for a week or so. They, they have to set death by PowerPoint. Um, they, they get a, a resume that you'd hand to a high school student before they go out to, you know, to get their first job at McDonald's. Uh, they get advice from people who have never worked in the civilian marketplace. Tell me if I've said anything wrong, Josh or Nicky, um, that describes what they're getting as they're walking out the door.
3: Yeah, no, like, I'm, like, literally, I'm, you know, I've, I've been living that process for the last six months, yeah. six, seven, eight months, and, you know, back in the 2000s, the Army turned around, and, you know, I, I can't speak to the other services, but the Army, you know, basically, you were... You know, when you out processed it was okay. Here's you know in five days you went from you know showing up to PT formation every morning, you know being in the army, and then you know a couple weeks later you're just you're back out on the street with your stuff. It's like getting released from prison. You know they give you your clothes back yeah. and they they let you out the gate. <laughs> exactly. and they what shut do? the gate. And you're you know you're on your own. Uh, you know so a lot of people you know, they address that in in, in a true army fashion. The army does it. The army has an on off switch. They don't have a dimmer switch at all. You know, and so the Army's like, nope, we're going to do this. And so now it's like this months-long process to where you have to go sit. Like, I had to go sit through a class on how to do a budget. It's like I am 42 years old, married <laughs> with three kids. Like, I am well aware of how to do a budget, you know. Like, I do not need to learn. I Like, even a class, like, this is what you wear to an interview, and this is how you wear a suit, and this is how you tie a tie. I was like, mm-hmm. okay, okay, guys. Like, we, we, we have we have gone way that, – that pendulum swung way too far to the other side. Um so, yeah, these
0: kind of figure So try to figure out a program. Now you were asking the government who, who has done anytime you involve the government, you're gonna have problems. But you're you we're asking them now to figure out a way on as they're exiting the service to help people with post traumatic stress and TBI to to what we were just talking about earlier, we're struggling with how to get people engaged to properly fill out programs to get VA. To recognize a lot of these ailments and everything, that is such a cobweb. I mean, Brian, you know, Brian. I mean, the, the healthcare system uh, on the private sector. We all know the problems that we had. There were a bunch of people that went to Washington that tried to have a conversation. People from pharma, people from hospitals, people who are physicians, all the way across from payer to provider to whatever, and we oh. couldn't figure out a way to get healthcare right because it's too complex there's too many things that are there and not everybody's wanting to have a seat at the table Uh speak honestly and come to a solution right it's the same thing here and as much as we talk about this and we feel like there needs to be a solution we've got to get all these people who are engaged playing along with us and it's going to take the american people to really say listen i'm paying taxpayers dollars and i expect something from it yeah or, I'm buying medication or I'm going to this hospital, but i'm I'm doing this because I have an ailment, but I expect to get quality health care. I expect to get quality service, I expect to get the right answers and not be led down some rabbit hole and given some drug here go home and take this you know type yeah
1: of yeah, I mean, we need to identify the you know the injuries immediately, yes. And not let them escalate to the, you know, to to such a level that, that people are self destructing, you know. So, it's, uh, yeah. I mean, it's it's uh, it's crucial. Hey, can I say something on a on a? This is a completely different note. Yeah. Josh, I I uh, thought that I had the deepest voice I had ever heard, <laughs> and uh, I'm, <laughs> I mean, I'm 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 I mean. I'm getting very insecure talking to you.
3: <laughs> it's oh. funny, dude. like everybody. There are people that I, you know, I met 20 years ago, and I only knew him for a, you know, I, we were only in each other's presence for a couple weeks, and I bumped into a guy I had not seen in 10 years, and he goes, "Dude, I knew it was you before you even walked in the room." <laughs> he was like, "There's only one person in the world with that voice." Um, yeah, a bunch of my <clears throat> my name is uh, is Slingblade. Um, <laughs>
1: <laughs> so I, I get the same thing on the street. Like people come up to me, they're like, I heard your voice. And then, you know, anyway. <laughs> Oh, we were actually going to have fun
0: with you a little bit, but we went down yeah. a different path. We we're going to have fun with you about the, uh, the unit. And uh, because, you know, Josh being from SOCOM and everything, uh-huh. and, you know, it's, it's always a lot of fun to hear a different person's perspective. So Josh, I don't know if you want to go down that path or we just want to leave it alone.
3: You know, the, the, the only thing I'll say is, you know, uh, I love the show. I've seen it, you know, numerous times. Um, I love the kit. Love the the, the kit setups. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you guys, uh, if you guys ever need an advisor or, uh, or or some extra help on that? Let me, uh, let
1: me know. Well, you know, so we uh, we had. Um, initially we had Eric Haney so that he, you know, was taken from, uh, from his, his book, or I guess it was inspired by his book. And then, uh, Eric got into it with the network because of the storylines, you know, they, 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 they remarkably were able to kind of hold on for a, a good stretch before, uh, they, that you can see, you can tell when the stories get a little cheesy and then they come back and then they get a little cheesy, but that's the network involvement. Uh, so Eric got fed up with him and he left and then uh we got another guy um uh pete blaber uh he came in and and did some advising uh but you know what's interesting man is that uh <clears throat> You know, I, so for every military film, you do some training, right? You do like a, like an extensive, they'll send you out, especially the big ones. Anything that's sort of a high profile deal like, you know, Private Ryan, we did, I don't know, we had, we were out for three weeks or a month or something out training and living in, you know, tents and, you know, eating MREs and whatever, but doing a lot of tactical stuff with World War II weaponry, right? So when we did the unit, you know, Eric trained us. Uh, and he's going back to, you know, one of the original guys, I would imagine. I mean, yeah. Yep. And, you know, and so, and then, uh, let's say, you know, I went and did some training with, you know, for 13 hours or like, you know, Captain Phillips, I was out in Virginia beach and, and, and trained with some seals out there. So the, the, but how the tra- the tactically, how it's evolved, from like Eric's time, uh, you know, or even world war two, man. I mean, from, from the, from your draw to your transition, to your, your secondary, to, you know, CQB, it's so fascinating to me how we just keep getting more and more efficient and how, uh, You know, those little tweaks, I guess if you're in the military, they're not so noticeable, but from, you know, a third party, uh, from an outsider's point of view, uh, I see every little minute. Oh,
0: we see everything. You makes, see it all, yes. right? Yes. So, yeah, right? So we, we, I will watch a show, and you can ask my wife, because I was this way when I was in the Army, that I would see guys that were just, you know, didn't look right. I'd go walking right up to them and correct them right there on the spot. So it's nothing for me to sit there and watch a movie. And I swear, if one thing is out of place, I, I've, you've lost me. <laughs> I, I yeah. can't watch the rest of the movie. It's like, no, they don't wear a beret like that. Who the hell taught them to wear? It must have been a Navy SEAL that was doing the, uh, you know, the back work and everything, training these guys. Because, you know, who wears a beret with the liner still in it? What the hell? Imagine okay. how
2: I feel with medical shows. Yes. Well, exactly. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> right. And, and that's my wife, Terrible. too, because she's an RN. So she does the yeah. same thing, you know, but CBD, chem, stat, whatever. Words, you know. but, yeah. Oh,
2: God. Yeah. <laughs> just like, no. Yeah.
0: So, I mean. You know, when, when you see movies that are back in the day and older and stuff, there is somebody that's really helped them along with this. And I'm sure it was the same way in your most recent movie. But when the networks do get involved, um, sometimes on the television stuff, you know, that's, that's not the thing that they're really most focused on. You know, it's it's not the big the, thing.
1: The, the accuracy, you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, they don't care about the accuracy. That, right. It's the last thing, right? And, and it should be the first thing, right? Uh, nowadays, I would, you know, they're a little bit more invested in it, but, um, you know, I mean, look, I mean, the 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 cool thing about the unit is that it was so big with the military. Like, oh, I think it still is. Oh, my God. I, I'm still getting people asking me when the next season is. I'm like, buddy, it was canceled seven years ago. <laughs> it's, uh, but it was so – one of the coolest things I've, I've just ever been able to do for uh, you know, a young soldier was uh, we were – so I think it was me, Dennis Haysbert, Robert Patrick, and Michael Irby, uh, so four of us, were in Iraq – and we, uh, this this guy came running up to us. He was like, Oh my God. Oh my God. He was like, Oh shit, dude. My, my, my buddy, he will fucking die. Sorry. He will die. If he sees you got, please can you're like, he's sick. He's over here. Can I just you know, t- will, will you come with me? Will you come with me? And we walked over it, to see his buddy at like at some, you know, facility and walked in and he was watching the unit. And we tapped him, and t- turned around, and four of the dudes from the unit that were on his TV were standing behind him, and he lost it. It was it was uh, it was the most amazing thing I've ever seen. So where um,
0: where is it that people can go and watch Sergeant Will Gardner?
1: So the, it's it's available on all the the streaming networks, basically platforms, uh, Amazon, iTunes, Netflix. Uh, net, yeah, don't watch it on Netflix if you can, because uh, Netflix is a subscription based, uh, uh, you know, network. I guess, and and uh, and it doesn't help us get to our profit margins. Oh. So if you. If you do watch it, yeah, please get it on I think Voodoo Voodoo, I look, Voodoo this is how, that, Hulu. Is it, is it, uh, is it Hulu? Hulu? Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's probably on all those. <laughs> it's on all, all,
3: all the hits. Moo Moo? Uh,
1: yeah, whatever. Uh, yeah. Hulu. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, any, any of those, uh, you can find it. And uh, you know, look, if uh, we're 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 also, you know, let me just quickly plug this. So the the last movie I did was a, a, a Balls-to-the-wall comedy. It was a complete departure from Will Gardner. Uh, But we hired, I think we had one, two, three, four veterans starring in the movie, five veterans. And we had veterans behind the camera working on the crew. So I hired veterans for the crew. Uh, The sequel to that movie, uh, we did a raffle with American Airlines, and I raffled off four speaking roles in the sequel that went to my veteran charities. All the money went to warrior's heart and higher ground and Gary Sinise. Uh, so I'm using these other movies to, to still kind of push my support to the veteran community. And if you want to follow me, follow me at max martini LA on, uh, uh, Instagram and Twitter. I'm not as active on Twitter, but more Instagram. And, uh, you can sort of keep up with the film and the give back portion of the film and and uh, the other films.
0: Man, that's awesome. I'm glad you uh, threw all those things out there because that was exactly what I was going to ask you next. But, you know, I don't know if you've heard of uh, some of the things that are currently affecting our veterans today as well. And that's become the new agent orange and it's burn pits. And so uh, if you haven't seen or, you know, been engaged in a lot of that, it's, I know it's near and dear to Nikki and, the work that she does, especially with Hunter Seven Foundation, an organization that's really around trying to bring awareness to that um, through, you know, research and clinical research and data that they've collected. Uh, but it it truly is becoming this generation's Agent Orange, as sadly as that is.
2: Well, that's one of the you know what you were talking about with the TBI and getting ahead of it. That's sort of similar with what we're trying to do with the burn pit injuries or you know the the toxic exposures with are guys coming back with these really rare cancers and respiratory illnesses that are just, they shouldn't be getting in their 30s and 40s. And so that's what the Hunter 7 Foundation does is is research on that. But like you were saying before, you know, you wanted to serve and it's like, you know, you are using, you have a platform and you're able to use that platform to bring awareness because that's one of the most difficult things I know with this foundation is just getting the word out and getting that awareness out to the veterans that could be affected or been exposed and, you know, trying to get ahead of that and be proactive.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm trying, you know, I'm trying to, uh, I'm trying to inspire people in my community to do the same, you know, um, and, and look, this is also, you know, the way that, I father, you know, I have two kids. I try to lead by example, you know. My kids are veteran supporters now, and you know, and it's amazing, you know. They'll do, they'll have a school assignment, and uh, you know, my youngest comes home with a drawing of a soldier, and you know what he represents to him, and I, uh, it's just it, it, it you know, yeah. it's uh, it's a beautiful thing. So, you know, lead by example. I mean, ever get your hands dirty. You can't you can't say I support veterans or I, you know. If you're not doing anything to support veterans, so if you support the community, if you, if you, if you value your freedom, if you, you know, love your country, if you, if you, if you want it to remain a free and, and thriving, uh, you know, place to, to, uh, raise your family, then get out and support your veterans.